Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. right in there and having a good sniff around the Monday Scrum. Yes, welcome Scrummages, Adam Peacock alongside James Graham once again. How are you, Jimmy? Yeah, doing very well, thank you. That's the way. And Brent Reid, Daily Telegraph, all those other masters. Doing great, but not doing as great as you after the week you've had, being sidelined at Suncorp. That was pretty good. That would be pretty special. That was pretty special, yes. You're pumped for Wednesday, Jimmy, eh? Yes, here we go, Jimmy. Who you got, Jimmy? Uh, Yeah, look, I mean... like, you know, in regards to stupid questions being asked, I mean, <laughs> it's up there. <laughs> of course, I'm you're I'm half co- Australian now. Don't you dare! Don't you, you, you live dare. here? You pay your taxes here, exactly. doesn't it? Give you a little bit you take wages out of Australia from Australians. Xenophobe, I didn't know you, you know, but uh, Paul well, Hansen over here, yeah, yeah you know, I'm uh, <laughs> <Oops, wish. laughs> <laughs> lot. I mean, I, in, in terms of you know, the 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 the, the football or the soccer as it's uh <clears throat> incorrectly known over here, uh, look. Great what the Matildas are doing. Uh, great what the Lionesses are doing. Um, there's so much in terms of of like uh, providing positive role models in 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 comparison to some of the other uh, tripe that young girls um, get forced upon them. Um, yeah. So I think athletes can be great role models. Not never perfect, mm. but great role models and great that uh, young girls. Uh, I'm the father of two daughters. Can aspire to be. Um, like what we've seen from the Lionesses and the Matildas. That said, though, for, for me, uh, f- like my experience with football is a little bit different, you know, from what we're currently seeing from the, the sort of fan base uh, at, the, hmm. at the moment, you know, mixing of the fans and the nations and everyone's cuddling and, oh, well done. <laughs> like f- for me, if I was there on Wednesday, which I'm not going to be, um, never show your colours. <laughs> never show your colours because you don't want to advertise to anyone like, you know, if something goes off. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't want to be a sitting duck. If you're there in an England jersey, they know which side you're on. Jimmy, this is not Green Streak Hooligans. <laughs> so, I'd be Stone Island <laughs> Jackets zipped, yeah. zipped up. Yeah, Leeds. You know, people, Fred Perry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Fred Perry. Baseball Balaclava. cap all, all, all these people, they're all wearing the scarves wrong as well. You're not supposed to drape it over your shoulders. You're supposed to put it like over your mo- nose and mouth. So, it's a bit of, and with the cap on, so it's hard, for, it's, hard, yeah, it's hard for the police to recognise <laughs> who you are if something is to go down. Yeah, one thing that's really disappointed me, I'm not, I've not seen any flares go off <laughs> you know we've not even had just stop oil for a flare like get, get them involved like they, let's you know if you think flares. the atmosphere was great on you know get wait until wait until the the yobs start coming to the soccer they, uh, the, the australian fans aren't going to know what's hit them there were some flares at federation square i think yeah did you see someone off down there didn't they yeah it's not federation square unless there's a flare yeah, yeah. for an australian national team game but one thing i will take out of that Atmosphere in Brisbane. Um, I've never been to a, an Origin match yet. Mm. Hopefully, got a few more years left on earth to get to an Origin game at Suncorp, but far out that stadium. Oh, you've never been off. to an Origin game at Suncorp? Not at Suncorp, oh. yeah, yet. It will happen, but yeah. seriously, what a what well, a It was in like stadium. that. It's a hell of an atmosphere. Oh, mate. It was like there was a moment in the 120th minute where Steph Catley came over to take a corner, and everyone's exhausted. All the players are exhausted, and a little pocket of the stadium started standing up and roaring. And within 20 seconds, the whole joint yeah. was on its feet and it was just electric. It just rattled. It just stays in that, that yeah. ground, doesn't it? Oh, it's a magnificent foot, a magnificent ground to watch any sport in, mm. let alone something like that. Yeah. 
My exactly. brother was there. He was in the stands. Got a ticket. He got a ticket. Loved it. Took his daughters. Yeah, they had a great time. They loved it. Yeah. Best nil nil you could yeah. imagine. But some of the great game, some of the great games of rugby league are um, low scoring. It doesn't need to have a high scoring. None that I can, none that I can remember, Adam. <laughs> no. I'm sure ba- they have ba- been. Some of the ba- best games I've been involved in uh, were six yep. nil defeat. Uh, defeat. World Cup final at Suncorp Stadium in 2017. Uh, England played Australia, one of the highest quality games, and then uh, my last ever game uh, for St. Helens, grand final, which oh, I think yeah, was, yeah. was tight, wasn't it? 10, 10 4. Mm. Yeah. 10 4. So those close games, they do, um, they do produce things. But, you know, it's interesting you say there about getting a ticket. This is another thing that football fans don't always adhere to. Just because you haven't got a ticket doesn't mean you're not getting in. So, um, you know, <clears throat> every world, fear that FIFA and Football yeah. Australia have about this event, he's he's yeah, telling yeah. people. Well, it, it happened in when when England made the the Euros in the final against uh, yeah. against Italy. You that know, was out of control. Wembley Stadium. You know, they the England fans just basically crashed the joint. Yeah, just bombarded mm. it. Got in. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to promote that uh, or anything, but. Sounds you know, like you are. Just because, <laughs> yeah. just because I haven't got a ticket doesn't mean I won't be at Homebush on Wednesday yeah. night. <laughs> Look forward to seeing you there, Jimmy. Um, I know I'm a peacock. Surely, surely you'll be in a box somewhere. Surely, Jimmy. Mate, you'll be able to wrangle your way into a box. No, no. I'll um, I'll watch from the, uh, the the comfort of my lounge. It's hard to believe. Now, close game in, uh, with the Matildas, but not many close games of footy across the weekend. It was going into it. it, it they did look like a, a golfing class in each of the eight games. I mean, the closest one was actually probably Thursday night when Manly did something different against Penrith. But but overall, the, the, no real surprises out of it. Um, I guess the biggest surprise out of it was how, how far the gap was between Melbourne and Canberra yesterday. And Ricky, like, he just... He painted it as it is. He didn't try to put flowers on the picture. He just went bang straight after it. Um, you fear for Canberra out of that. They've easily got the worst four and against in the top eight. Um, is now the time to be dishing up a performance like that? Yeah, yeah look, in terms of um, the, the closeness of the round, this was bizarre. I think it was one of the, the few rounds this year where you know, a lot of people would have been uh, correctly picking eight from eight, mm. um, which which hasn't really happened no. Um, no. All, all season. Um, there was a f- And it can get to that stage. In, uh, sorry, at this stage in the season, it can get a little bit like that. But I thought there were enough teams that were quite competitive. In terms of the... 4th v 5th, um, for Canberra to play Melbourne, there wasn't a worse time after their um, disappointing effort against the Penrith Panthers. And then, you know, you throw in a couple of uh, inclusions like Coates and um, Jerome Hughes, who was absolutely sensational. Mm. Canberra would like that back. And, you know, f- they go from a battle for the to, to cement their, space, uh, their spot in the top four to now, you know, genuinely concerned that they, they may miss the eight. They've been struggling a bit, Canberra, of late, though. I think they've just been off the boil a bit. Mm. Um, Why, I th- you reckon? I don't know. I don't know. They've won a lot of close ga- games, I think, this year, and I think yeah. where they were in the ladder is probably a bit deceptive. I don't think it really accurately reflects um, where they are in the comp. Um, and they've just they've just lost their mojo a bit. And this is not a point of the year you want to lose your mojo three weeks before the finals. That's a real worry for them. Um, and as Jimmy said, they're not guaranteed a spot in the finals anyway now. They've, they've put themselves in real jeopardy. Hey, Jimmy, have you had a situation with a club you've been involved with where 
you, know, you hear that, oh, one, when a team goes on a winning streak, oh, before the finals, they lose one. It's like, oh, it's a good time to have a loss, blah, 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 blah. Have you, have you ever had a coach say to you, oh, boys, that was a good time to have a loss? And I'm not saying it in Canberra's point of view because Ricky was so pissed off after that loss. But having something three weeks m- removed from the finals isn't detriment to your overall goals. doesn't help. Have you ever had a coach say, oh, don't worry about it, boys? Good time I, to have a loss. I, I, I don't think a, a coach would, would ever address it like that. Uh, just quickly touching on the Raiders, they played the, the Bulldogs next week, yep. then the Broncos uh, at home in Canberra, and then, yeah, wow, they play the Sharks, the final game of the yeah, season. That, that is, and I think it's the last game of the season as well. That's a four o'clock game on Sunday afternoon. They finally got that right, that time slot right. It looks <laughs> like they've finally paid off. So <laughs> the, I... I Personally, think that the winner of that will be it. It will be the finals come come a yeah. week early. But back to your question around, um, has a coach ever said that good time mm. for a loss? Absolutely not. But you try as quickly as possible to move on. I've been involved in in finals campaigns where you know the 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 build up to finals has been dreadful and not the ideal preparation whatsoever, or not what you would think mm. uh, the perfect preparation for finals football. Everybody talks about you know going in, knowing exactly what how you want to play, strong defensive systems, confidence between the playing group, all aligned on what we need to be doing. But it doesn't always work out that way. And mm. Canberra in a situation now where I think they need to address a few things. I think alarmingly yesterday they did have a lot of good ball, especially early against the Melbourne Storm, but they just couldn't break them down and they didn't really look like breaking them down either. They took the two points and you know, Jack Whiten was... He, Does it two sideways put, or not direct I, I, enough? I think, it, well, I think they were shifting for shifting's sake. They they tried it's to Jack, execute a few... Been a bit off. Yeah, so there was a few times in yesterday's game it seemed clear that Canberra were going to try and execute... Um, a few short side plays, mm. so uh, gain gain an advantage through an extra number on a short side. I thought those short sides were too small, mm. and Melbourne Storm handled it really well. And I think they were they went looking for um, line breaks, looking for points down those short sides when perhaps it was just what you might do next. So yep. play short instead of playing like the long cutout pass that goes to ground. And yeah, I think I think they got they, they need a, a, a reinvent. Um, uh, sorry, a, a bit of a rethink on their tactics moving yep. forward. They've only, mm. I mean, they've won three of their past six, Canberra. If you look at who they've beaten in those three games, it was the Tigers, the Dragons, and the Titans, and mm. none of them were convincing. So, you know, they could have easily been 0-6 in the last six. Well, they've not won a game by more than 10 points no, all season. That's, just, that's why they're yeah. for and against us. Which is not horrible when you think about it when you get to the finals. No, yeah, so of, they know, you know to win tight games, but they also they win the tight games by, against yeah. the, the teams yeah, they should win the exactly. tight games against. Yeah. Fair enough. Really. So you know, I, yeah, he's got some real issues, Ricky. And what about uh, Roosters, guys? I mean, we've talked about them all year about how underwhelming they've been, and they get a win against a, a Dolphin side. Let's face it, second half of the year, mm. um, they've been as what a lot of people predicted them to be for the whole. Um, whole year, but they've done well to get to 22 points in their initial thing. But the Roosters, should we be getting excited about that or just a let's Good call draw. Jets? It's set up perfectly because they win the next two. They play South, South in the last round. Mm. Potentially, it could be that both those sides need to win to make the finals. I, mean, I think it's Jared's 300th game as well. Really? Oh so, I mean, it would be if, if all things align. They're going to need the SWAT squad there to bloody control everyone. Well, they should win the next two. I can't remember who they're playing, but they're games they should win. Yeah. So I think one's Parramatta, 
uh, who, who will struggling. be out with, with without Mitchell Moses. I yep. think that's this, this week. This so weekend on uh, the tide is, you know, yeah, yeah, the yep. tide is sort of turned there. Where you know, I think b- before this weekend you'd fancy Parramatta, but you know, mm. Roosters will go into that game favourites and, uh, and Tigers. So and then Tigers after and, that, and yeah, it's it's set up. How's your little mate Brandon going? Is he happy? I think so. Yes, yeah. yeah seeing him later on today. So, um, look, he's not been the easiest year for him. No, it hasn't. Obviously, a, a number of injuries um, mm. and an adjustment to to life in Sydney with some new teammates. But um, it, you know what's it really interesting? So I've been thinking about this with the Roosters, and no doubt they will have a big review, like every team does, but. Would the f- making the finals make that review and um, response to mm. season twenty twenty three? Would, would it last? Will, will it pave over, over the, the cracks? You know, you know, put a band aid on things. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. we weren't that bad. If they can get into finals, maybe win a couple you of games. Vi- it's... Convince yourself of anything if yeah. you want. Exactly. To. Yeah. Oh, well, we weren't that bad. Or all we need to do is win a few more games, be in a better position, and that's true. But perhaps the review won't be as. Um, cutthroat or ruthless mm. as it should be so interesting predicament that the roosters are in sometimes maybe it might be better for them long term to not miss the eight than and also in terms of the rest that would give their players emotionally physically mentally not playing mm. big finals games they get that rest and then if for the long run it's better versus oh we play a f- couple of finals games and oh we didn't eventuate to anything but actually next season it's not that bad yeah yeah i don't think they'll get there the roosters I don't think they will. I think even if it comes down to that last game against South, I reckon South will get them. But mm. um, you know, at least it's made it, it's made it interesting, hasn't it? It's given given their supporter supporters in the game a little bit of an extra dimension to the end of the season because I think we all thought uh, two months ago they were gone. Put yeah. a line through them, but I think that what are they won three or four in a row now? I can't remember. They've put put together a good streak of late. Um, and they're back in the picture, and you know, I think as I said, I think they'll win the next two. I think it'll come down to that last game. Well, teams nine, ten, eleven, Cowboys slow start, horrible start, um, but have come good. Got the bye, freshened up. Para, yeah, horrible start. Yep, tough Para draw. Go. They're going horrible yeah. end with Mitchell Moses. Yep. Um, doing what uh, happened it was a fractured eye socket yeah. on Cheek, the weekend. Cheekbone, cheekbone. Yeah. Wanted to play on. Got told probably. Yep. Best not, unless you definitely well, he played want to be... a long time with it, didn't he? Thirty odd minutes, yeah, or thirty something? minutes, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then the Roosters under that, and then Manly are gone as well. So mm. underneath, but Para, is it? Where do you point the blame there, or not blame? But where do you? Where? What are the significant issues that have hindered them to the point where we're going now? Yep, they are Gonski. Well, the start of the year hurt them. When in the, the f- lost their first three, didn't they? And really close. To... It was a one and six, was it? And they had the the draw from hell because and they, had they had really every close team off games. A bye. You know, and Ryan Madison, obviously not playing, that could have made the difference. Um, and for me, the other issue they've had is hooker. They brought mm. Josh Hodgson. Obviously, Josh is now looking at retirement. It hasn't worked out. Um, and the young kid Hands has had a go there. But I think you know, you look at that spine. They've obviously missed Dylan Brown for a long time as well, and that was crucial for them. But that that spine, they would have had four players. Cho- um, Pending at the start of the year, uh, in that spine, Gutho, uh, Clint, uh, Dylan Brown, Mitch, and, and Josh Hodgson. And Hodgson's basically struggled all year, and now, as I said, on the verge of retirement. And and Dylan Brown missed a heap of footy for them. I think if they have those guys all year, and that spine's a bit more um, solid, then I think they would be in the eight. 
Yeah, there's probably about six to eight different instances that have, have all contributed to Parramatta yeah. not making the eight this season. And I think usually a, a club will go through adversity and, and not have the perfect season. But all those little things, they all add up and they all take the toll on you. So I think had they you know, not had as as many um, of those variables, with some in their control, some out of their control, not go... Yeah, in a negative way, they they may have been a mm. little bit closer, but there's just been too many of those little things. There's yeah, a big list now of re- reasons why or things that have gone against Parramatta in season 2023, and yeah, unfortunately that they, they they're just unhealthy and they missed their star their star playmaker. Now it's it, it, it's a it's a line through power for season 2023. Unfortunately, it's a it's a bloody big missed opportunity given you look at their roster and you you, mm. you look at the things which the team needs to compete with well, some, in the NRL recruit, these days. Like, you know, when you look at um, who, you know, and you can't keep everybody, they, they make a grand final and people are going to try and pick the eyes out of it. So look at Papalihi, Nikore, uh, Reed Marnie, Kafusi. Mm. You know, they've lost, you know, s- some quality players there. Sean Lane's been injured for a long time. Campbell Gillard yep. uh, suspended, injured with that hip drop, and then he he was suspended recently. And like you know, you think, oh, well, we'll bring Josh Hodgson in. He we're gonna we're gonna recapture the form that made him the best hooker in the NRL not that long ago. That hasn't worked out, and yeah, you throw the Matteson thing in there for taking a game. Still can't believe it. I can think you? the window's six months on. I think their window's still open, though. I don't think. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say their window's closed. I think they've still still got a really good. Well, they've shown at their best this season. When yeah, they're available. good enough, they can compete and they yeah. they can they can um, That's win lots of footy like games. But mm. you know that that maybe this was the year that the injury gods curse him rather than someone else. Or you know, obviously the Dylan Brown thing. You, you would hope that wouldn't happen again. So they've just had things, as Jimmy said, it's a whole lot of things that have conspired against them. And you would hope they don't go through that again next year. And if they don't, then I think they're well and truly in the mix again for um, to be in the conversation, mm. be it, to be a, a title hope. Uh, filthy afternoon again for Canterbury, <laughs> belted by Newcastle and. But Newcastle don't walk away going, oh, happy days, we're, we're going good, even though their position on the ladder would suggest that they've they've not nailed in a final spot, mm. but they're looking pretty good for it. Jackson Hastings, that hip drop. He's uh, not too bad. He's the not chance too bad. he plays this week. Really? Yeah, it's a very low-grade low grade ankle syndesmosis. <sighs> the issue is it's the same ankle he did last year. Okay. So I think he's got a few demons there around it. Um, and obviously it was painful, and we all saw, you know, he... he Limped off the field, didn't come back. But they're saying he's had scans this morning, low-grade ankle syndesmosis, outside chance to play this week. But if not this week, definitely back next week. It was six to eight in the paper this morning. Yeah. So, well, um, they've got a, a good handy backup in, in Adam Clune yeah. as well that, that mm. does a good job. And Lockie Miller's there. And perhaps on a, 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 have a little bit of a rejig, put Tyson Gamblin at seven. And maybe I think Clune get the job, Jimmy. You think Clune yeah, get the I job? Think, um, yeah, I spoke to fair. people up there and he, they said he came back um, on the weekend, and played really well, and you said, "Well, it's cup, he'd missed a bit of footy." So, uh, I think he's the next bloke in line. What do you, what they do you may get not need him for it. Do we know yet? Uh, he got two, two, two to three, two with an early, three with fights and losers. The judiciary of the judiciary. What are you, are you happy with that? Yeah, look, it, it it's one of those you, you watch it in normal speed, or or you watch that tackle sort of five years ago, and it's just an, an unlucky circumstance. Yeah. But we know the rules now, and I think at full speed, it just looked like a. A desperation tackle, but then you can clearly see that Preston's um, 
executed a, a hip drop tackle on some of those markers that uh, honestly Abs- Abdo Valandis in the NRL have, have notified us mm. of. So I, I don't think he, he can have any complaints. At least he tried to make a tackle. Some of his teammates well, weren't as keen. There is that. All right. Well, you run at kick out then, see how you, uh, <laughs> Jeez, did you see that hit? Was that I, did, a, did I heard that, it on did, the radio. Did that I make up for it? I, that. Oh, I saw that hit. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, uh, pretty ordinary, Jimmy. That was defensively. No, I know. They're pretty bad. And they've had weekends like that. Too many of them this year where defensively they've been horrific at times. So it's got a lot of work to do in the off-season. Yeah. Cameron Terrell, a lot of work. Is it? Is there too much pinned on the hope for the future for the Bulldogs rather you, you than mean the now? The now, yeah. Um, I've asked this a couple of times well, this season. Well, no, I, th- I think people had expectations they'd be better this season. Hmm. I think a lot of people did. I think most people thought they'd be a better team this year. So I, well, think, I think there they was. have been. Really? At Compared times they have year? been. At times. Times have been so much worse. Mm. At times they've just ro- they've rolled over. At times, Jimmy. You know, I right. think overall, I think they made scratch a slight. I think people thought there'd be more improvement. Okay, yeah, I, I, and again, if and some of that was the, unrealistic. Yeah. I think some yeah. of that expectation and then, you know, was the, unrealistic. The, the in, we, we'd speak about Parramatta and some of the things that's happened there. Yeah. And, you know, the injury gods have not been kind no. to the, the Bulldogs whatsoever. And I think when you look at what. Um, Gus, Cameron, um, and Aaron Warburton are trying to build there. I think the, the signs are looking good. But again, seven it's, wins so far. That that's why they signed can why they signed Cameron Seraldo on a five year deal, not a three year deal. Yeah. I think the 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 people in the know knew it's going to be a, a long term thing. Reese Walsh, a one million dollar pay rise, not a one million dollar like you know check for him per year. Mm. Pay rise from what is it four fifty at the moment yeah, to yeah. yeah verging on one point five. Buzz is saying he might be the first one point six player in the uh, in the history of the competition. I don't know. I don't know the exact finances now, um, but worth it. Look, he's very marketable as well as the fact that he's a champion player. Mm. Yeah, and look that the, the market will see where his value goes. I think for him to stay at Brisbane, he'd he'd need to take. Uh, slightly less than that, but if he goes to the open market, there'd be there'd be three or four clubs mm. that would have uh, that check ready to go with that with that figure for a, a multi year deal. As big as the cap is now, I don't think you can have Reese Walsh on one point six. Who's the cap now? Ten point eleven point eleven four. Well, it's only around ten four five. It'd be about ten percent of the cap. I... That's what Daly uh, Cherry Evans was paid, wasn't it? Eleven point four five. That's yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's about fifteen percent. Yeah. Fifteen percent so, yeah, of the cap. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a big chunk, but yeah, it's what Kalen's on. Kalen's next year goes to about one point five five or something. So it's Kalen money. Yeah. I think I think Nathan's on around that as well. Cheaper lifestyle in Newcastle as well. It's it cheaper well there, lifestyle. Man. But the issue for them is you, if you got respawns from one point six, and then you got Payne Huss is going to want one two one three. I don't know how many of those blokes you can fit in your team. I think there's always been an expectation at the Broncos that you stay for less. Is it just me, or is it? Well, hang on. With with, with Reese Walsh, mm. didn't he get the release from the Warriors to go back to Brisbane? Yes, yes. So that's why he, he's on only four fifty, Jimmy. But, that, that, but, the, but then, therefore, he's limited as to where he can go. So he can only go to Brisbane, the Gold Coast, or the Dolphins. Actually, that's, no, he couldn't go to the Dolphins. That was one of the yeah. So yeah, yeah. but not that was the Warriors when yeah, going to allow him to go to the to the Dolphins. Yeah. But now, if, if if I wonder how long that was for, actually, it's a good question, Jimmy. So, I haven't thought of that. 
So mm. they're, they're, write it down. Really, write that down. Hold on. Really, he, you know, like if the the reason he's not with uh, the the Warriors is because he wanted to relocate back to to Brisbane. So he, he's, yeah, well, that excuse will fly out the door yeah, if he gets one point six from a Sydney club. Well, I know it maybe. shouldn't. It shouldn't. But there's your three clubs <laughs> that you can sign with. So therefore, he's limited in his uh, potential earnings. Well, only off what he said at the time. Then he might have mm. changed his mind when yeah. he goes to the and open that's market. Okay. Yep. We're allowed to change our mind, mm. change our um, underpants, change your mind all the time. Oh, I don't think, look, he'll take he he won't be on one point six million. Uh, yeah, he might. I don't even think someone will offer him that. What I was going to bring up just then was: mm. is it just me, or is it a lot more accessible now? The information around who's paid what, about who's in like it. It feels like when I read about certain players off contract, the actual figure that they're on now and could be on. Is like up front, are agents just splurging whatever players are on and they're happy to share that information or clubs some at the are, moment? Some are. As some opposed are, to the past, you've been to covering the game for a while. Um, oh, no, I think we've always taken a stab at what blokes are on or spoken to people about the, what blokes are on. The stab seems to be getting closer to the centre of the board, though, if you know what <laughs> I mean. Well, I hope it is. Yeah, I hope well, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, when it comes to the really top earners, mm. I reckon you you, you are... 90 odd, 90 odd percent accurate because I think managers like to have it known what they've got for their players. Yep. Clubs are happy to tell you if they've missed out on someone, what they got offered from elsewhere, or if a player leaves them, what they got offered from elsewhere. People inherit cap situations where they try to explain the, the cap situation away and they go, well, this this is part of the reason we're in cap difficulty mm. because this bloke's on this amount of money. So um, there's a myriad of reasons why um, I bet you they're happy to tell you that a bloke's on this amount of money if he's underperforming. Exactly. That as well. Um, so, yeah, I think generally if you make enough calls, you can get to the bottom of it these days. Because there, there has been this old thought that all wages should be public. I don't know where you stand with that, James. It, it seems like they're getting more and more public anyway. So are we at the point where they're just going to release them? Or? Um, well, well, what do we stand to gain by making them public? I don't know. Well, the only thing people argue, Jimmy, is you get cap transparency if if, if salaries are... I, well, I don't think I, they I, should I, be. Okay, you get cap transparency, so anybody could look it up and go, well, hang on, that's not right. Mm. I, I don't think it should. I'm not I'm not an advocate of that. I don't think it should be. I think like, it's someone's the, the personal NRL can look at it and go, well, mm. that doesn't look like, but doesn't mean they're going to do anything about it. Because even if we ever, we, even if we write with are on the paper, there's always this... Um, there's a, It's not cut and set in stone fact. Yeah. It's us yeah. writing it right. Uh, I, but if you yeah. start to publish the figures, like they do in the NBA, for instance, mm. NBA, all American sport do it, don't they? Pretty the NFL much, yeah. does it. Yeah, they all everything's all public. out there and public and yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think it, it's just, I think making those salaries public um, put a lot of the young men under unnecessary pressure, mm. uh, and we're culturally, culturally very different. To the United States, mm. and I, I know that there's a, 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 there's certain players that really wouldn't like their salaries to be made public because for for, for some mm. obvious reasons. You need to make the media's salaries public. Imagine all the podcasts he's on these <sighs> days. Imagine what he's breaking in. Oh Unbelievable! He's doing it for the love, really. Oh yeah, of course you are. <laughs> Fifteen podcasts a week. <laughs> it's only six last week. Oh, look, sorry, yeah. sorry. Another one to do after <laughs> this, so we'll move on. Um, yeah, just on Reese Walsh though, where his value is at the moment. Just one last one on Reese Walsh. So four fifty is taking up the cap. There's no doubt the Broncos are getting unders per performance. Oh. 
for that at the moment. It'd be that's interesting. Gen- that's a, that's exactly what you, what you want. That's that that's As a part of the yeah. art of of managing the salary cap. Yeah. Where you get players on, you you get a, a player of Reese Walsh's capability or any other capability. You pay them uh, a set figure, and they pay way above that set figure. Mm-hmm. Ezra Mam is another one who mm-hmm. would be on, you know, probably one of the lowest paid five eights in the competition, but he's playing out of his skin. Mm-hmm. He's performing in a top five. Top mm. six, five, eight in the competition. And to the point I was going to make, you're getting guys like that, and another example there, fine example, guys playing above their worth in the cap. So striking while that iron is white mm. hot is more imperative because you know that oh, you're going to have to rejuggle and, and reassess when those guys rightfully want to want it, to bump up. Well, exactly. When you've got the Brisbane Broncos spine, which consists of Adam Reynolds, uh, then who's on a significant amount of money, but then you've got Walters, who would be on probably the lower end of the scale. You've got Reese Walsh, who's on the lower end of the scale. Ezra Mam on the lower end of the scale. You can put money in other positions as well, but those key players are all, aren't taking up a significant amount of your cap, so it's imperative that yeah. they strike because the reality of the situation is is they're not going to be able to keep that spine in play mm. on the same uh, set wage. We've already seen Farmworth leave for Pastures New. But I don't know if that's so much about money. I think it's more about opportunity, maybe potentially paying fullback. Mm. And then Tom Flegler as well, who's going to, yes, he's getting more money, but then it's going to be his pack as well. Mm. So, it's um, not even they're lowering guys though, Jimmy. I mean, paying houses aren't on... Less than market value. If yeah. Tino's the new um, market value for for a, a front rower, and we're talking ten years, twelve around twelve million, Panas on seven ninety eight this year. He's on eight forty eight next year, and that's fact because it came out in court documents. Okay, so we all know what he's say, earning. How do you know that? Well, it came out in the court. He's, he's, and he, he's court He'd have third parties and stuff like that in, in as well. But, but that's but do the odd podcast pure, where you can put an invoice. That's pure. We're talking pure cap figures because yeah. the Tino figure yeah. is a cap figure. It's not third party. It's a cap figure. Yeah, what'd you make of that, by the way? The deal, the ten year deal. I think it's a great deal. Great deal. I mean, yeah. there'd be options in there along the way if it's not working out. Gee, Des must be convincing, by the way. They sat down in the boardroom and they walk out and he's got a 10-year deal. Well, I, I think <laughs> I, I read um, today, I, I, I don't recall who wrote the piece, but I think Melbourne came with a not-too-dissimilar um, right. long Buzz deal. That's right, yeah. Yep. Oh. See? I, keep, I stay consistent. Do do, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. look at who... <laughs> Who writes yeah, the story? Don't look at the byline. <laughs> you, don't look you've at, told just, us that. Yep. I wish I'd dug a bit deeper because I reckon last week or the week before we were talking about Payne Haas and I said to you blokes, um, Melbourne would prefer Tino. Yeah. And I didn't realise they'd actually gone that far down the track with well, Tino. I, I knew they'd sound... No one's stopping you from doing that. your job, right? Yeah, I know. The, the, thing with, <laughs> the thing with such a long deal, the position that Payne Haas plays, it's the most difficult position mm. to remain consistent at. Yeah. So that's why I think we might see a move from front row to lock forward because it's easier to maintain your impact in the lock position than playing prop forward. My view is, Jimmy, with Tino, I, if, if you gave me Payne Huss or Tino, I'd actually take Tino over Payne Huss at the moment. I just think he's, I think he's, he's, a, le- he's a leader. <laughs> he, he doesn't come, Payne's got, there's a little bit, uh, there's a little bit of baggage around Payne. I don't think it comes with the baggage. Um, I just think, and I love the way Tino plays the game. Yes, look, so, so do I, and there's not much between them. But no, um, I, I always think about this, like, okay, in, in the 
this is short term thinking, but if aliens came down and said <laughs> we've got a uh, rugby, we've got a, a team here. You you got to pick your best team, or we we blow the planet up. I'm picking Payne Hatton. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> you're right. Yeah, he, maybe he, he's in my team. And then short, he's only 23. Look he what is. he's managed to achieve. But again, it's an extreme it, thought. Yeah, James. maybe you're right, Jimmy. It is quite extreme. You've won me over. It's a flip but, of a coin. It though. is a flip. Uh, well, I don't think it is a flip of a coin because I've just said I'd clearly <laughs> pick Payne Hatton. I wouldn't go. Hang on a minute. Um, hang on a second, Ali. I've just got to flip a coin. This coin. So, uh, th- but uh, again, to my original point with Payne Haas, we've seen what he's managed to achieve in 100 NRL games so far. He's absolutely phenomenal. The work he does off the ball is insane. Um, I've got so much admiration for his physical ability, his speed, his power, his conditioning is second to none. But it's just, I know how difficult it is to maintain that level of performance in that position because your body gets battered. Payne is an out-and-out front row, where Tino, I think, can move between... Uh, front front row and lock forward. So mm. I think long term, that's why Tino can get that deal. I don't know if you'd be so uh, forthcoming with a with a with such a long term deal to Payne Haas mm. just because of the position that he plays and the wear and tear. And you might have to now, Jimmy. Well, you might have to if you want him because someone will give it to him. Do you think a club will give him that sort of deal? With uh, just on Des convincing those two guys to hang around. As I said before, Jimmy, he's a pretty convincing guy. You've you've like, is he the type of guy Des to? Oh no, the sky's not blue; it's actually green. Oh, thanks, Des. It's green. Yeah, uh, he 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 does have um, some fantastic uh, ability to to sell a story. Yeah. Um, but he'll be he'll be great for the Titans. He'll 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 stay true to his word, and I think um, he would have been part of that conversation. I think um, he met them both last week. Yeah, he it, sat them down in the boardroom and took them through their stats and told them how to make them better players and all that sort of stuff. And, and he can. He can make them better players, no doubt. But I think, um, you know, speaking to people like the Titans, um, I think it, that this deal hasn't been. Des has come in, and what in two weeks he's he's you know been the uh, the master negotiator, mm. um, or the, or the architect of this ten year deal uh, and the extension for Tina. I think that's been a team away from the field. That yep. what Des has been uh, involved in is the conversation around how he can take this club. To the promised land of a premiership and mm. improve them as footballers. I don't think he's gone. Hey, ten-year deal, and we'll, you know, yeah, fair enough. No one, should, no, after the Canterbury experience, no one should let Desney the salary cap. <laughs> <laughs> now, no offense, Des, we love you. After Jimmy uh, notified us that there might be aliens coming down, we're going to pick a rugby <laughs> league team. It's time for this now. The WTF moment. You got one ready? You know I love flipping to other sports. Yeah. Go so for last it. night I flicked on the telly and I watched Ange Postacoglu managerial debut with Tottenham in the Premier League. Great game. Yeah. Fantastic. They play great football. So the WTF moment is? They only drew two all. <laughs> sadly. <laughs> but it was, it was good. the fact that it was an Aussie in the Premier League. Yeah. The game actually got, um, it's funnily enough, the game got delayed because there was no water coming into the stadium. So the, obviously the toilets and stuff couldn't work. So they should delay the kickoff by like 15 minutes. He's an a Premier League game. Minutes. The toilet's not working. Brentford. Brentford, yeah. 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 Delay kickoff for 15 minutes till the water got turned on. <laughs> Someone turned off the mains. So his debut, his managerial debut in the Premier League got delayed because of water, water issues. I haven't heard that uh, one before. There's a WTF moment. That, I just thought of that. That's, that, one. that's cost-cutting at the extreme, <laughs> isn't it? Like, let's just keep the water off until the yeah. last minute. Yeah. Like, boom, well, they were like on. getting it on. My Brentford Stadium is the smallest in London, it's mm. like squashed in between all these apartment buildings. It's yeah. like you 
you go down to Haymarket in Sydney and built a stadium down there. It's like weird, yeah. but there it is. And it was a great game to watch. Really uh, entertaining. Look forward to having a look at the highlights later this evening. Brad. Ange ball was. You're uh, not going to have time. Yeah, yeah well, mate. Come on, we not. I'll make time. Mate, you got three podcasts to do. You got to write the front page of the paper. Probably do some interviews with people. <laughs> I'll make time. Jimmy, you got one? Uh, yeah, my WTF moment this week. Um, I'm going to go to the great game of rugby league. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is a rugby league. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Penrith play Manly um, on Thursday night. <laughs> oh. Now, I agree with Manly's tactics to do something a little bit different against Penrith Panther. I think they've made a, a couple of clubs. Um, or it's piqued the interest of a couple of clubs on how tactically uh, you need to approach Penrith, move them around, shift the ball. Um, I look forward to Brisbane trying this against Penrith. Well, that's big game. Th- this is this is not, it's not too dissimilar to how Brisbane play. Yeah. That said, when Reese Walsh gets the ball, I hope he just doesn't kick it back <laughs> <laughs> because and now. They had a short kickoff as well, which was n- like, <laughs> what about Schuster kicking the ball early in the game? But that was a that was a roll of the dice. That wasn't a plan. Yeah. No, the, the Garrick one was a plan. The Ga- the Garrick one yeah. was planned. So do and, it. Uh, um, there, there was a couple like they the first half they completed really high and mm. like it was just skill execution. It wasn't uh, high risk football. People mm. think that passing the ball, moving the ball is high risk. Mm. It's not. But then it's just simple catch pass that mm. uh, you've just got to execute. Um, but there were some tactics that uh, Manly started to uh, implement that were just uh, bizarre. Yeah, bizarre. Like they invited their own pressure onto them. Yeah, when they started dropping the ball in the second half, that was the end of the contest. Um, my WTF moment actually comes outside of any kind of sport. On a plane yesterday back from Brisbane, the person sitting behind me on the plane, I counted, I stopped counting at 16 sneezes. Really? Extraordinary. That's irritating, isn't it? Well, it's more than irritating in this this what we've just lived through in the last few years, mm. Brent. It was uh it was a bit of a worry too. Really? To be honest. No, but sixteen, I was like, what is going on? How do you sneeze sixteen times in a row? My dad can put, string together a lot of sneezes, my dad when he like gets Like a going. loud one, like oh, loud, the, yeah. the back room here. And it. they're staying with us at the moment. Yeah. He's, he hasn't sneezed this time around, but there'll be a point <laughs> hey, get, spring get, next week. Get, get, get the get the pepper out. Yeah. Is that how you stop it? No, it's been a long weekend. Yeah. He's Sorry. never got to 16 though. He's never got to 16. I reckon he's cracked seven. <laughs> you you know what? You, in, the, in the current climate, pe- people would rather you fart than sneeze. Like, yes, I know. agree. But, I agree. Yeah. You know, maybe you should have put one of those masks around his chin. So <laughs> I've, I've flown a bit recently and so, some of the mask wearing, it's just, yeah, it is. I'm okay insane. with people wearing but, masks. But, Really? really? I wish like this person a had a fight. mask on when I they were sneezing. But, but it wouldn't make any difference anyway. So no, half true. wear around their chin. Oh, they yeah, like yeah, diamantes yeah. on them. Like, <laughs> can you imagine going in for some surgery and like seeing the surgeon with a diamante <laughs> covered mask? Like, what's the point? It's Last a fashion accessory. You, like, you oh. black out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those sneezes, you're like, you're, yeah, you're right. Farting is better than sneezing in this day and age. Now, Vegas. Yes. Would you cop 16 sneezes if you knew you were going to sit in front of someone who was going to sneeze 16 times yes. in a row, but you're going to Vegas for this weekend yes. next year? This week, not weekend. Oh, it's it's a, week. a week of festivities. Okay. It's Australia week. How many of you idiots on that uh, journo's floor there well, at the yeah, Daily Telegraph will put your put, hand up? Everyone's put their hand up. Everyone's <laughs> put their hand up. Too. It's going to be 
quite the scramble to get on that flight. <laughs> what are the NRL going to do? Are they going to give a junket out and like say, oh, media organisations where no, you're under the pump. Let's take you all. I think I think there is a plan of some description to take some media. Yeah. Mm. So Did you hand up, Jimmy. Buy round. Going to be happening from oh, buy Vegas. Buy from Vegas. That's the ultimate buy round, isn't it? That would be brilliant. <laughs> oh, we'll have the week off there. Buy around. <laughs> uh, the buy around podcast. Yes, we'll 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 see about that. Um, it's exciting. It it really Something is. Different. We, yeah. We've seen uh, our sport try to go to America before. I've been there and played a test match in Denver. I oh, think how did that go, Jimmy? That test. It was the hardest game I've ever played in. Because the, the altitude, the altitude. altitude. Yep. but I tell you what, came back. I was flying. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> opened your lungs like, up. Yeah. Honestly, the you know coaches worried about the fatigue returned to play. I felt like felt like I was in second year. Felt easy. Well, I'm not I, sure that's going to be the case coming back from Vegas. No, we're going to have to um, keep a close eye on the uh, participants. <laughs> Did you have many people at that game, Jimmy? In Denver? I think there's around twenty thousand. But okay. I think we, we've seen. Uh, the NRL Rugby League tried to go there before. Uh, they had a, a team in Toronto, the, the Wolf Pack. So I think, look, we, we can sell our product. We can advertise our product. They, they just need exposure. I think making this a regular thing will build the hype. And obviously, we, we know about um, the potential revenue streams that come with a sport, that come with a country of you know over 300 million people. We only need to capture... Uh, you know, one percent of yeah. that, and point one percent, point one percent, and you know, we're, we're laughing all the way to the bank. In, that's what it's of... all about. It's all about gambling revenue. That's what this trip's about. That's yep. what the, it's not about growing the game or getting a foothold in America. It's something... about tapping into the American gambling market. In the last ten years, that is, or oh, twenty years, I'd say, since state because it's state by state yeah. over there. But they're throwing it open now. They're gradually more, they? yeah. legalized, and now like. Places like ESPN have these huge deals with DraftKings. They've started their own. I think ESPN started their own um, bookmaking, haven't they? ESPN betting or with, something. With DraftKings or whatever it is. But yeah. it is a massive, massive And the, the other issue is the gambling regulations are getting tightened here, and they will continue. Yep. So yep. the gambling dollar here is going to be harder to come by. So if you can tap into that American market, and as Jimmy said, if you can get, I think, 0.1% of 300 million is 3 million maybe? Maybe? I don't know. Is that right? Sound right? <laughs> You're telling is the story, right? pal. I don't know. So, <laughs> I don't know, mate. You're asking the wrong. No, one percent. I think it's three million, three hundred thirty thousand. Yeah. Anyway, okay. We yeah. need one percent then. Sorry, one percent. If you can get one percent of them, yeah, that's three million people punning on your your sport. You can make a lot of money. Absolutely. And if there's one area of society that PVL knows about, it's that mm. particular area. And so the, the more media operates. we get over there to publicise it, the better it is for everyone. <laughs> I like those odds. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the Melbourne. Read about it. Read about it. Read his mail. Let's talk, should we talk about a couple of the comeback boys on the weekend? Ryan Pappenhausen, his second yes. game back. Um, he played 80 minutes, Ryan Pappenhausen, That's on good. the weekend for the Sunshine Coast Falcons. Um, he ran for 127 metres, had a couple of tri-assists, a line break. Craig Bellamy spoke about him after the game and said um, he was asked whether he thought um, Paps might be part of the team this week. He said, look, it's, look, I'll speak to him. I'll speak to the medical staff. This week might be too soon. Um, but he basically opened the door for him to come back the week after. So that would be three games in the Queensland Cup. And he didn't rule out this week. I've got to stress that. But he said more likely the week after against the Titans. Yep. Um, so that would be three games back back and back in the NRL for Ryan Pappenhausen. It's the been an amazing. Time. What an end for Melbourne for the finals. Well, Nick Manning's been outstanding too He's for them, really hasn't he? Good. 
And, and Craig made that point. He said, look, there's no pressure on us because Nick Meany's playing so well for us at the moment. Who's Melbourne's 14? Well, Harry Grant dropped Harry to Grant, the bench yeah. um, yesterday. Garlic started. Garlic started. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be interested to see if they, they keep with that tactic. That I think the, the, the reports coming out of Melbourne was that was, uh, uh, you know, just give Harry Grant a little bit, uh, you know, bit of a, a rest into yeah. the before the big games. But um, if you've got the ability to, to inject Pappenhausen, then I think you, you start Grant and then, and then throw Pappenhausen on. Credit to Nick Meany. Like he's your stereotypical Melbourne Storm style yeah. player that, yeah, is a bit of a fringe first grader. Doesn't do too well um, at the Bulldogs. Goes down to Melbourne and you know, fits into that system and and, and plays outstanding. It's magic stuff. potion, so, isn't it? Down I there. think. You know, Could m- he play centre, Jimmy? Could you move him to the centre? You think? But then who do you drop in the centres? Well, who are the centres at the moment? Seve, Seve Tonema Poop, Tonema But then you might move uh, Remus Smith into the centre. Yeah, Maybe play Meany on the wing or or vice versa. So, yeah. mm. um, the, the the options there, and you know. Who knows? Injuries may decide where yeah. where or uh, how Ryan Pappenhausen comes into this team. It's just a great in for him, and I think you know, we talk about quality of play. He trumps all of those guys, yeah. so he, like having, he, uh, you find a spot for him. It's a handy Sam bloke, Kerbeck. isn't it? It is. It's a handy <laughs> bloke to have coming in the team, um, and the way he's come back by the sounds of it, I saw some highlights of the weekend, and he he just looks. He doesn't look far removed from the Ryan Pappenhausen he was before the injury, really? so it's pretty remarkable. Can't wait Pretty to remarkable him. comeback. Sam Walker made his return the weekend. Sam Well. Sam Well, a great game. 135 metres, had two try assists. Mm. Um, and he will obviously come. Look, again, I'd be surprised if he's in the team this week, but more because Drew Hutchison played so well at halfback for them on mm. the weekend. I think he scored two tries, didn't he, Drew? Um, but he's got to be knocking on the door as well. And again, he's a really handy bloke to be coming back near footy team mm. three weeks before the finals when, when you're in the mix for a remarkable renaissance at the end of the season. So um, from all reports, he was outstanding on the weekend, Sammy Walker. So that's good news for the Roosters. Um, and look, I did a bit of digging around Hudson Young today because um, a few weeks ago we said on this, in sort of this segment, that Hudson Young was about to do a new deal with the um, the Raiders, but it hasn't happened yet. I just checked in today on what the pro- what the progress is of that. Um, there, were, there were a few little hurdles had to get over, but they believe they're over them now and Canberra should announce Hudson Young Potentially a contract extension this week, hopefully. So it's been a tough week for the for the Raiders, or a tough weekend, but hopefully they get some good news on Hudson Young this week. Fair enough. Rudy. That's it. That's all. Thank you for that. I'm sure there'll be more things going to your mailbox throughout the, the week, and I look forward to reading about hopefully. them. Hopefully. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you, James. Have a good week. Pleasure. Will do. Good Enjoy Wednesday, eh? Yeah, I will. Yeah, I yeah. think then. What day <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it Wednesday, the game? Yeah. Yes. Who are you tipping again, Jimmy? You, go. you know. <laughs> dun, dun. Go Australia. Go the Matildas. Enjoy your rugby league this week, everyone. We'll be back next week with the Monday Scrum. Have a good one. Triple M Footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.